<laughs> Take a picture of this right now. <laughs> what? What? With the logo facing you. What? Take a picture. What are you waiting for, man? No, I. What? They're not gonna. You're I'm not gonna getting be able to tired. See, Take a picture right see, now. You're not gonna be able to see it in the picture. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Hebsula's favorite football <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's right. I'm joined oh, by man. my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? Fantastic. Wonderful. Very good. Very good. Hebsula. 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 Last name being... Just Hebsula. Nergamenadov. It's, like, it's like Cher or oh. Oprah. David Bowie. Bowie, uh, what? Prince, actually. Prince, yeah. MJ, David Bowie, literally. MJ was Michael Jackson. Bono. Bono, yeah. Bono. John. What is who is what is Bono's name? Bon Jovi, maybe. Is, is John is John Bon Jovi and Bono the same guy? I think so. I actually don't know. I think I'm, it's John Bono. John bon, Bono Bon Jovi. John Bono Jovi. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it might be. Yeah, man. Uh, I uh, not gonna lie. We were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about at the top of the podcast, and um, we don't know, to be honest with you. So this is going to be an adventure. We don't go outside, so we don't really have much to talk about. Yeah. Everything that there is to talk about just will make us sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And plus, it's the winter. Yeah. And I think I have um, seasonal um, something. Dep- that depression? S- yeah. Okay. So like during the winter, I just get really sad, and I just like, I don't have much to talk about. Yeah, and that's so until the winter's over, I kind of just yeah. That's maybe why you've noticed that the podcast quality, especially on Joe's end, has gone down. It's what it's like living in Canada. Everybody has seasonal depression. Yeah, like Christmas comes around. Well, <laughs> Christmas is nice, but I mean the winter. Yeah, it's always kind of dark outside. It just... unless unless it's those days where it's really sunny. Those are nice days in the yeah. winter, but I mean like most days are kind of dark. The worst days are when it's cold. But it's not cold enough for the snow to stay, so it's slushy, and then it's just everything's brown and bad. Yeah. I hate those days. That, that's enough to make somebody And then you come home in your two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Um, not is, me, but you, yeah. Yeah, is like super dark, and you have lamps and stuff, but yeah. it's still just so dark. Yeah, my house um, is so <laughs> dark as well. Yeah, and it's like, wow, why isn't my house brighter? It looks yeah. like everything is so sad in here all the time. Yeah, it's like, why can't I escape this darkness? You know, <laughs> yeah, just... let me out. <laughs> let me out of this darkness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it chases me everywhere I go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hearing things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, things that I used to love don't give me the same joy that they used to. <laughs> I'm numb to it all. Uh, yeah, no. It's just basic Funny things like that. Things that everybody thinks. Yeah, quirky things like that. Yeah. Super Bowl episode today. Honestly. What? Yeah. Super Bowl extravaganza. So, Super Bowl is not till this Sunday, though. Yeah. But we're not going to have an episode until this Sunday. True. Yeah. So, it's a Super Bowl extravaganza episode. Wow. That's right. Extravaganza. So, we're talking about Super Bowl history? No. Not well. Maybe. Or just this uh, specific Super Bowl game just this specific super bowl game maybe a little bit i don't know who knows what me and mike will get into you won't be talking about much super bowl related not gonna lie about it um i do however maybe have something i want to drop on you before we get into uh into the real football stuff drop it like it's hot well i think we're gonna have to bring back an old segment what that's right an old segment 
called, say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, What Does Joe Know? Is it bad that I joined in on that? No, that was good. I loved it, man. Thanks, that was man. really good. Are you excited? I am excited. Very I, good. I look forward to these. Uh... I want you to know something before we get into this. I was gonna this do is impromptu, and you did not plan anything. Uh, that's exactly what it's going on. Nice. I was going to do one of these, and I only just remembered now that I was gonna do one of these. So I was gonna try to make it Super Bowl related. So we're gonna see. We're gonna. It'll be off the cuff. We'll see what we can do here. See if we nice. can. We can. You know. But you're so like smart. Make so. something happen. So you know? yeah. So, for you, it'll be easy. For those of you that don't know, on the average Joe football show. What Does Joe Know is a game. Uh, the rhyming's done. I'm not yeah, going to do any more after that. That was a no. lot in a row. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was like the same word, I think, three times. Yeah, it was Joe mostly. Um, and uh, this is a you know this is a show where we talk football. We like to start every episode uh, not talking football, just kind of shooting the breeze. But like we said, we ran out of stuff to talk about. So we're going to do a little game. Uh, I'm the football sort of, you know, connoisseur. I'm sort of an expert. I'm, you know, I know it all, and I've, you know, I've, I can, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not wrong very often in that and I'm sense. I'm kind of like the yeah. sommelier of like movies. <laughs> yeah, I like sort of. I like movies and TV, yeah. cultural things. Yeah, I but guess more craft so, beers. More so, the point. Good is that, wines. Yeah, is that you don't know yeah. anything about football. Pretty much, almost nothing about mm-hmm. football. Although you're getting better. Yeah. You have really impressed me the last well, few times. I, I'm in this, this echo chamber where I always just hear yeah. the same names all over, like over and over again. Yeah. So I just know the names and teams and whatnot. And that's really good. And, the, and you know, and that is, yeah, that's really good. It's because it shows that you're learning. Yeah. Um, something very important, which is football. Uh, and, uh, but this is a game that we play where, you know, we, we ask Joe a question that's football related the catch is it has to be a question that I could very easily answer. So it's not I'm not going to ask who was the MVP of, you know, the Super Bowl in 19, you know, 74. Joe uh, Montana. No, not 1974. No. Nope. He won Super Bowls in the 80s. So um, but see I wouldn't have been able to Joe that. Madden. Not Joe Madden. Joe Madden's actually a baseball Mike coach. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka is is a football player. Don't think he was a Super Bowl Dick MVP. Dick butt kisser. Dick butt kiss. Just kiss. Dick okay. Butt kiss. Okay. So that's the rules. I give Joe a question. The question is it's multiple choice. There's always one wrong answer in around you know four or five or 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 whatever three right answers. The or, odds are or, ever in my favor. The odds are really really in your favor. So today's question, really really simple, really simple. I have. Five names that I have yet to come up with until right now. Five names. And these are five players in the NFL. These are five NFL players. Okay. Four of these players are playing in the Super Bowl okay. this weekend. Okay. Okay. And I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it difficult for you. I could throw a couple names out there like Trey Hendrickson. You would never. Yeah. You wouldn't even have a he chance. He's definitely playing this week. He is playing this weekend. Very good. So yeah. you maybe would have got it. Because he's from the Rams. No, he's from the Bengals. It was a 50-50. Yeah. I literally had a 50-50 yeah. chance there, yeah. and I still blew it. That's yeah. my luck. I never win. <laughs> I'm not a winner. You're not a winner. Uh, well, we're, we're going to hope things change here. So we have five names, and I might even just, just pause for just a second 
just to see if I can quickly. I'm not doing as well at improving as I thought I was gonna be. So I'm, let's just take like a two second break. Maybe we'll get the elevator music in here. There's a two second break, and I'll be back with the names. And we're back. All right, I got my five names. I have five names. Four of these players are 100% playing in this in this Super Bowl. Okay. You know, I'm not going to try to trick you. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, throw Robert Woods in there and you and you know, he's he's technically on the team but he's not playing because he's injured." None of that. None of that. No tricks, no trickster, you know, stuff going on here. Five names. Four of which are playing this Sunday. Four of them? Four of them. One of them is not. Um, here are the names. You ready for the names? One of them. Are okay. you ready for the names? Yeah. Okay. It's going to start off. This is so easy. This is basic. And I always basically give you one. Okay. So, okay. And now you already know. Okay. But, okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to start at the other side of the list now. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards Elaire, Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, or Joe Burrow. Oh. So first read through, how are you feeling? Um oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I um uh, you want me I was really paying attention to the 49ers game. Yeah. And when the 49ers played the Bengals uh, uh the Rams rather, yeah, and the Bengals go. played the Chiefs. So I think I'm going to get the Chiefs and the 49ers players really mixed oh, in here. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the worry. That is the worry. So you want me, I, I'm going to read through it again. I, I got the names. You got the names. Okay, Joe you Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. No, I didn't, didn't say that You didn't say one. that, but no. he is definitely the quarterback of the Rams. Ooh. And, um... Okay, freaking, I can just I can read. I can go ahead and read through them if you want. I will, um, I'll read through them. Freaking, it's. Uh, I'll just read through them. Clay's J. Pool. Clay's Clay, J. Clay, uh, Clay's J. Pool. Cooper Cup. You said Cooper Cup. I did say. And the other one, last one, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. He does not play right there. Okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna read through it just for the audience. Oh, this is for the man. audience. Okay. And maybe if you want to listen, you can listen. The five names are Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, and Jamar Chase. Four of these players, Joe, are playing in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 this weekend. One of them is not. They're not even at the game. Well, I can't guarantee that they might be at the game. But they're not participating in the game in any, in any facet. It's Clyde Edwards-Elaire because he plays for the 49ers. Ooh, is that your final answer? I can tell by the way that you said that that that's not correct. Is that no? So listen, is that that's your, my I, final answer? I can, I'll give you a chance to change if you want to change your answer. Well, do you want to change your answer? Do you want to phone a friend? Can I phone a friend? Yes, but it has to be Rudy. It has to be Rudy. Yeah, it can't be Joel. No, it can't be Joel because Joel knows stuff about football. Okay. So I'm going to phone a friend. Are you going to phone Rudy? Yeah. Okay. So those of you that don't know, Rudy's been on this podcast one time before. He doesn't know anything about football, but Joe's going to phone him up right now to, to ask him what his opinion is on this. He's not going to pick up. Rudy never picks up his phone, but we might get lucky this Hello? time. You like it? Oh my goodness. What? What's up? 
Alright. It seems like you're busy right now, so I'll actually let you go. Sorry. No, dude, go ahead. Alright. Uh, you're live on the podcast. No way. Let's go. Okay. Alright. So, um, listen, there's five players here that Joe just gave me. And uh, one of them, one of them is not playing in the Super Bowl this Sunday, okay? Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta tell me which one it is, okay? There's five of them. There's Joe Mixon, yep. Joe Burrow, Good. Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Elair, and uh, oh, uh, Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup. Which one is not playing? That's Jamar Chase. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll call you later. Oh, my goodness. Okay, bye-bye. I do want to say that he said Damar Chase as well. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jamar. That's my final answer, Jamar Chase. Your final answer is Jamar Chase. So yeah. you're going with Rudy's answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is really, really good. Okay. So you are absolutely, unquestionably incorrect and my first my first correct answer believe it or not is clyde edwards okay. I, I knew it i freaking knew it man and he played for the 49ers he plays doesn't he? for the kansas city Chiefs. that's what i thought too. unbelievable rudy okay oh man how that does that is feel so sad. does that sting a little bit yeah it stings because yeah. i knew and yeah. i knew too and i was pretty sure but just your initial reaction made me second guess yeah. it so much. You you should have gone with your gut feeling, man. And I and I knew it too because yeah. Clyde Edwards Alaire. I'm I was certain he's either wearing he was wearing white and red. <laughs> yeah, so I'm well, pretty sure you were not wrong. But uh, Shoot, man. you said he was playing for the 49ers. So I'm so sorry. You've lost the podcast this week. Darn. And when Joe loses, we all lose. Honestly, well, well I lose all the time. Actually, yeah, so I'm, well. I never win really <laughs> in anything. I'm sort of a just, loser. Yeah, I'm a loser the... at work, at home, you know, <laughs> kind of all the time. Anyways, before Joe bums us all out, uh, Joe, unless you got anything else you want to say before we kick your losing butt off this podcast and bring on a real winner? No, nothing else to say. That hurt a lot. Wow, that hurt. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, it's good. Let's bring Mike, that guy, whatever. All right, let's, bring let's him talk on. some Super Bowl. And we're back. And we've made it to the final showdown of the 2021-2022 NFL season. Uh, this is why all the games are played. Super Bowl 56 happening this Sunday. And today we got ourselves a Super Bowl extravaganza on the on the episode today talking almost only exclusively about the Super Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about news that happened this week, but we're going to dive deep into the Bengals versus the Rams and Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. And if I'm going to break down the Super Bowl, there is nobody I'd rather have on to break down the Super Bowl than none other than Mike as he's dabbing uh, on Skype. How's it going, Mike? Oh, it's going great, dude. I'm so hyped to be here, Joe. Got my wife and daughter in the room, so if you guys heard any talking, um, that was <laughs> that was my child. All but right. no, uh, she's just as excited as I am. Of course, it's uh, it's it's fun. Like you said, this is why we this is why they play football. They get to this point to the Super Bowl, the big game. But I will say, Joe, it's a bit bittersweet, you know. We're yes. so pumped for Sunday to watch the big game. I'm I can't like I can't wait. But after Sunday, we gotta wait like six or so six plus yeah, months yeah. for football again. So 
it's exciting, but at the same time, it's 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 a sad feeling. Yeah, that's the thing about the Super Bowl is you wait for the Super Bowl all year, and the Super Bowl is so so fun. Like I love the whole like spectacle of the Super Bowl. Like it's not just a game. Like I love the whole week leading up to the Super Bowl, the media day. It's like all oh, so fun. Like the city that it's in, like it's just embracing it. So fun. But then, like around the fourth quarter, like you're you're getting like halfway done, and all of a sudden you're it's starting to kick in. It's like oh my goodness, we're all gonna, not going to have Super Bowl. I mean, we're not going to have a football until until September. Like it, it starts to sink in. You're, and by the time the confetti's falling, it's like oh my goodness, it's over. Uh, and unless your team wins, it's, it's, it's kind of a sad feeling. Uh, and so for me, it's mostly always a sad feeling for you. It's almost never a sad feeling as a Patriots fan, uh, but oh. no Patriots in the Super Bowl this year. No, no, that's true, Joe. Um, I will say though, even though I've watched plenty of Patriots Super Bowls where they win and lose, it's still a sad feeling because you have to wait six months to see him play again. But the offseason can get quite fun uh, with the draft, free agency, yeah. just a buildup leading to it. Just, you know, it gets you it gets you hyped. So, I mean, hopefully it's it, it goes by quickly um, to where we can get back to talking football. But nah, Joe, I'm in. Can't wait to talk Super Bowl. Can't wait to talk matchups. Can't wait to talk everything. I'm just hyped. This is going to be a good episode. Absolutely. So before we jump into the Super Bowl, we got two quick News notes, just news from around the league that I want to talk about. Uh, we got a couple more head coaching hires. And then we have a potential star quarterback, maybe disgruntled, maybe, you know, wanting out of a team. You know, some some questionable things going on with one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, we'll get into that. But first, before we get into that, I do want to talk about the head coaching vacancies. Um, they've They've all been filled... At this point, as Mike says goodnight to his daughter, uh, bedtime. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, but not the worst is that the head coaching vacancies are finally all filled. All nine uh, jobs filled. And since we last talked, uh, there was four or more vacancies filled. We had the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring former Eagles Super Bowl winning coach Doug Peterson. And then we had the uh, Miami Dolphins, my Miami Dolphins hiring 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, first-time head coach. And then Houston uh, signing former Bears and Buccaneers head coach Lovey Smith, which was a bizarre turn of events. And then also the New Orleans Saints signing uh, or retaining their defensive coordinator, D Dennis Allen, as their new head coach with Sean Payton uh, obviously stepping down just a couple weeks ago. Uh, so now we have all of the head coaching hires filled up. Mike, uh, do you have any thoughts on, on and if you don't, that's fine too. I know we're not head coaching experts. We don't know. Like, and none of us are. We don't really know how these head coaching hires will go. You know, we can get excited and all that. But we in the end, you know, we'll just know when we know. And that's when the games get played and, you know, a couple of years of these guys' careers. But do you have any thoughts on, on these four that were hired this week or or any thoughts at all on the overall head coaching hiring process? Um, I think that Doug Peterson to the Jaguars, I think that's a good fit. I believe he was, yeah, he was there when they drafted Carson Wentz and they had, I think he was there when they drafted Carson Wentz, no? Um, I believe so, yes. I'm pretty sure he was. And, you know, then. Carson Wentz was a stud until he tore his ACL. So I think that him, uh, Doug Peterson, tra uh, Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, I think he can, you know, maybe help try to turn, uh, turn the ship around. 
Not saying they're going to the playoffs next year. Not saying they're going to have a, a a great record. But I do believe that he is a better fit than Urban Meyer was. I know he roasted. <laughs> I think anybody roasted is. Urban Meyer this year, Joe. So that I think that's going to be a really good fit. And Mike McDaniel. Um, I've seen a lot of clips. He seems to be very fired up. Just a just a positive guy. Um, I guess we'll have to see how that one plays out because I do believe Brian Flores was a great coach in Miami. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they found their their next great coach that they're going to let coach the team for two years, have winning seasons, and then release. We never know. <laughs> um, and Levy Smith. Not, I don't know how I feel about that one. He hasn't had really much, if any, success in the NFL as a head coach. And if you're the Houston Texans, you've been a struggling franchise for the past few seasons. Like... Is, I don't know if that's the place to go uh, get a coach. I know the the um, there wasn't a whole lot of names out there left. I will say I am. Once again, I'm not sure. I didn't do much research into it. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy was out interviewing. Um, yep. I think he had like an eight-hour um, interview with the team. With the Saints, I believe. With the Saints, that's right. So I was a bit surprised he didn't get hired. Yep. But uh, other than that, don't uh, not a whole lot. Um, that I have to say about the the rest of the coaching hires. What about you, Joe? No, those are those are good takes. Uh, those are those are really good takes. I agree with the Doug Peterson hire. I like that hire. I think they did, they just needed stability in Jacksonville after what was like just a, an absolute disaster of a year with Urban Meyer. They just need somebody to come in there, somebody with experience. Like the guys won a Super Bowl uh, in mm-hmm. Doug Peterson. So I know there was some drama with him and Carson Wentz there at the end, but. I think he's going to be happier to coach uh, Trevor Lawrence, who I think is still an incredible talent at the quarterback position. So I really did like that hiring. Uh, he was a guy that I wouldn't have minded for the Dolphins. And then the Lovey Smith hiring, that is one of the most confusing things ever because it really seemed like the Houston Texans, they want to they wanted to bring in Josh McCown. That was the guy they wanted to bring in, which is so weird. I don't know why Jack Easterby and, and, and the Houston Texans are completely obsessed with Josh McCown, a guy that's never coached any at at all at all in the NFL, he's never coached in the NFL. They wanted to bring him in. I think they got scared of the pushback that they would get. So I think at the last second they went and hired Lovey Smith, and they didn't want to bring in Brian Flores because of the whole lawsuit thing. Uh, but my thing is, if you were going to hire Lovey Smith, who was already the defensive coordinator there in Houston last year, why did you fire David Culley? Like, what was the point? of firing David Culley. To me, that was the most frustrating part of this whole thing. It was like, I think David Culley de- deserved another shot. I think he did actually did a, a heck of a job with the Houston Texans last year. Like, they were a, a terrible roster, and they played hard for him every week. Like, I think D- David Culley got, got, like, shafted this last year. Uh, I guess I guess you could compare that kind of to Rich Bisaccia, you know, a guy who, yes. you know, turned the team around. Um, I know... Texas didn't go to the playoffs, but you know they played hard, and we. I thought they were not. I thought they were going to go zero and seventeen this season. I think they won five games and put up yeah. some fights there down the down the stretch. So you could compare those two, um, if you will. Yeah, it's very similar to what Brian Flores did in the first his first year in Miami, where they were a team that was supposed to lose every game, and even with Stephen Ross, you know, throwing a little extra apparently behind the scenes. He still led them to five wins when they, you know, they were a team that had like a CFL roster, and it was very much the same uh, with the Houston Texans. So I think David Culley deserved another shot. But as far as my team, uh, they 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 hire Mike McDaniel. I'm really excited for Mike McDaniel. Um, uh, he was he was the guy I wanted all along. Other than Jim Harbaugh, I always I made it clear on the podcast Jim Harbaugh was my number one guy. But it seemed like he was 
not going to come to a place where, you know, there was some controversy around the Dolphins and then, you know, there was the weird stuff that happened with the Minnesota Vikings. But other than Jim Harbaugh, I really wanted Mike McDaniel. I, I, I'm trying to temper expectations because I realized that, you know, if the pattern remains the same, which it probably will, like it always is in Miami, three years from now, this guy will probably be fired and we'll start all over again because that's just what we do in Miami. But uh, Mike McDaniel, I think, is a guy that's really easy to root for. Uh, there's so many videos about him. Uh, and I, you know, he's just like this nerdy guy, just like, you know, and a guy who loves football. And like, he's a guy, like, I'm almost scared that my, the Dolphins franchise or is going to like ruin him. Cause he just seems like such an upbeat, like cool dude. Like a guy that, listen, if he doesn't make it as a coach in the NFL, I would love to have him come be the fourth member of this podcast. Cause he honestly seems <laughs> like, he seems like a guy that would just be cool to hang out with. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, but on the football side of things, I think it's good to have an offensive coordinator finally come in and, you know, he's a guy who's been in the league for, I think 15 years, uh, bounced around with Kyle Shanahan and we see other Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay disciples going around the league. Zach Taylor right now is in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you know, they've had tremendous success, that coaching tree. So I'm hopeful. I'm really excited for for um for Mike McDaniel, he just brings kind of a different vibe. I think Dolphins Twitter is so so excited for him. So I I like the hire. I'm excited for the hire. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic because, like I said, odds are, in three years he's probably fired, and I don't think that's an insult to him at all. Like I said, I really like Mike McDaniel, but that's just the way things work in Miami and as a Dolphins fan. But I hope I hope we found our next Don Shula. I hope that this is the guy that turns things around. And I do also like going and getting the hot, like the hot young, like name offensive coordinator and naming him your head coach instead of an offensive coordinator, because then, you know, other teams can't come and steal him away from you. Like we see oftentimes offensive coordinators get stolen from teams uh, to be head coaches somewhere else. But now if you have the great offensive mind uh, as your head coach, you know, he's just your head coach. So I hope it works out. I'm really excited for the potential staff that he might be bringing in. There's rumors that he might bring in Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator, which I would be dancing in the streets if they get Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator because he is one of the best defensive minds uh, of this generation. Having him as defensive coordinator would be awesome. Uh, so we're really excited for Mike McDaniel, and uh, I hope I hope the Dolphins don't ruin him. Um, but that's kind of all we really need to talk about on the head coaching front. And one more thing before we get into our Super Bowl extravaganza, we got to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray. Uh, and Kyler Murray's in the news this week, Mike. Uh, why don't you let everybody know why Kyler Murray uh, is in the news and why we're talking about him on the podcast? Um, well, if you haven't uh, heard, if you kind of live under a rock, um, <laughs> Kyler Murray has unfollowed the Cardinals and I believe, is it players and coaches too, or just the Cardinals in general um, off of socials, which we have seen before with other big players. Um, usually means they, um, you know, are kind of tired of what's going on, wanting to move on. Not saying that Kyler Murray is ready to be uh, no longer a Arizona Cardinal because he's only been there for two seasons. And I feel like they've had success, even though they've collapsed late both seasons. Don't know if it's so much Kyler Murray, but um, yeah, uh, it's strange. I saw a picture. He's going to go play with the Oakland Athletics. You know, he's going to be a baseball player, Joe. He's just tired of the NFL. Can't <laughs> yeah. handle it. 
But no, in all seriousness, I hope Kyler Murray's not done as a Cardinal. I hope this is just... Maybe he's done with social media. Maybe he's just kind of stepping away. I don't know why he would unfollow everybody, but um, I don't know. Kyler Murray as a as an Arizona Cardinal, he's changed the way they uh, they play. They were like they, he's just changed the um, scenery of that team, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Like he's he's a real talent and joy to watch. So I hope he's not done as a Cardinal, but I mean, only time will tell. What uh, what were your t- uh, takes on this one? Yeah, I honestly have no, I have no idea. Like he also deleted all but two of his Instagram posts. Oh so yeah, anything Cardinal related essentially was gone. And there was only pictures of him at the Pro Bowl with a couple of Packers coaches. Like there was him with uh with um with Matt Lafleur. It is Matt Lafleur. Mike Lafleur. No, Mike Lafleur is his Matt, brother. Matt, Matt, Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Yes, Matt Lafleur. However you want to say Lafleur. it. Um and uh, it's French, Mike. The Le Fleur means the flower. Come on, you would know that if you're a Canadian. I moved many years ago. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's there's pictures of him with some Packers coaches, and then I think there's some sort of picture of him with Mike Evans or something, or Mike Evans posted a picture of Kyler Murray, something like that. So there's like rumors that he might go to, he might want to go to Tampa Bay and replace Ooh. Tom Brady. Also rumors that maybe he would go to Green Bay and replace Aaron Rodgers. And to me, I, I don't understand this at all. Like, this came completely out of left field. I don't know. Like, the Cardinals, before they even they, drafted him, they built, like, this whole team around him. Like, they brought in his coach from college. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Imagine DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. They're like, oh, you know, we're just not good enough. I mean, yeah. D.A.D. Hop did get hurt down the stretch, but it's like, oh, I see how it is. Yeah, imagine, like, J.J. Watt and all those guys that got there, and they're like, oh, what the heck? Kyler Murray and, is leaving. And Joe, we we all know from the way the Pro Bowl was played this year, which we can talk about later. Just because you you have a bit of fun in the Pro Bowl does not mean that you're going to be a, a an amazing team on that team. Like if you and Mike yeah. Evans, you know, caught fire in the Pro Bowl, that means nothing. I mean, there's literally no defense in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I hope that's not influencing it. There's some people that think that maybe he wants a contract extension or whatever. But like this seems like such a weird. This seems like a very weird way to go about trying to get a contract extension. I don't have know. You, seems- have you noticed all the things that have been popping up leading up to the Super Bowl? Like you would think people would kind of just like, okay, Super Bowl's happening. Once it's over, I'll be my dramatic self. Yeah. But we've had the Brady retirement, the whole stra- uh, extravaganza, yeah. Kyler Murray situation, Brian Flores situation. Um, is there anything else? Uh yeah, I think that's that's I think that's, that's most. But still, of it. like even those three things in in less than two weeks, like that that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, just, oh hey hey, Alvin Kamara getting oh, arrested. Yes. Didn't even talk about Alvin Kamara getting arrested in Las Vegas. Potential five years in prison. Is that really what's going on? I that's what I believe. I saw somewhere in Ian Rappaport at Ian Rappaport, of course. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he was talking about it, and it seems very serious, Joe. He beat. I saw that he, him and his friends beat the living crap out of a guy, and I was talking to one of my friends, and it's like, how? Oh, how do you like? It's so, I. It's unbelievable how easy it is to not get arrested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I do it every single every day. day. Yep. I it's mean, just, I will say we're NFL not celebrities, players. so. Yeah. It just don't get arrested, man. Don't. It's it's yeah. not that hard. Uh, but yeah. anyways. I don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. All I know is I would trade like probably my left pinky finger for the Dolphins to have Kyler Murray. So potentially, uh, you know, Dolphins just maybe hit him up with a follow, uh, and then uh, we'll go from there. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have much more to say on that. Alvin Kamara, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully gets figured out there. I don't, I, we don't have a whole lot of clarity on that whole situation, but stop getting arrested NFL players, please. Yeah. It's not, especially in Vegas, hard. especially in Vegas. Yes. Especially in Vegas, Henry Ruggs and all that stuff that went on there. It's just, you have millions of dollars, man. You have it all made. Don't ruin it for yourself. Like just, right. just be smart, be smart. Uh, but we're going to try to be smart for the rest of the episode because we're going to talk a little bit about, not a little bit, a lot of bit about the Super Bowl. Uh, actually, uh, Mike, you had your roast thing. Do you want to do your roast thing now? Yeah, or? sure. Yeah? Okay. Uh, so last week we introduced a, again, I'm just going to, we're going to wait till next year to reveal a name. We're just going to call it Tim Horton's Classic Roast. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, today uh, on on this episode... I only have one thing, and that is the Pro Bowl in general. Just, oh. you know, that's a classic roast. I mean, I love the uh, skill showdowns. Like, the dodgeball was even entertaining this year. The Mac Jones versus Russell Wilson, even though Russell Wilson obliterated Mac Jones <laughs> in the quarterback skills competition. Still fun to watch. Like, all the little games are just so enjoyable. Like, the, the receiver catching game. You had Trayvon Diggs, a defensive back, winning that, I believe. So, like, all those games are just so much fun to watch. And then you pull up to the actual Pro Bowl game, and it is horrendous. Like, this year, I believe it literally was, like, two-hand touch. Because I saw some plays where they just... Yeah. Yeah. Were touching the, the people down. Yeah. Um, I will say the highlight of the entire game came in the fourth quarter when Mac Jones bursted, like, <laughs> 70 yards, even though the play was dead. And then did the gritty in the oh end zone. Goodness. I still, like... Even though I'm a Pats fan, I still think that was by far the highlight of the game. <laughs> but no, the Pro Bowl, get rid of the Pro Bowl, just introduce more games. That's what we need to do, and that is today's cla- Tim Horton's Classic Roast, Joe. All right, I love it. And you know what? I'll, I'm going to throw one in Throw one in the okay. ring. I, this is I off like the cuff. It. I kind of forgot about this segment. I'm not, not that it's not a good segment. It's a fantastic segment. I'm excited for this. My Classic Roast is going to go towards the Houston Texans. Uh, oh, because yeah. what the heck are you guys doing? What is your plan? Like, like you fire David Culley, but then you hire his defensive coordinator as your new head coach. But we all know you want to hire Josh McCown. Like, this is a directionless organization. I would hate to be a fan of this team because, like, there is just... There's no silver lining here. Like, what are you doing? What's the plan? Why is Jack Easterby, you know, calling all the shots? Um Nick Casario, I think he's a good GM. You know, he did good things in in New England, but he's made some questionable decisions uh, in in Houston. Uh, Just the Texans as an overall franchise, they're my classic roast this week. Just and I agree. I agree with the the Pro Bowl thing as well for sure. That was embarrassing. Just seeing them two hand touch, like nobody even hit the ground. Nope. I mean, we need to bring back the uh, the Sean Taylor players. Michael Parsons, let me tell you. I think a lot of people were annoyed and frustrated with how hard he was going. Yeah. But, I mean, we're watching football, and I get it. These players, you know, they don't want to get hurt in a meaningless game. It makes sense why they're not. Like, I'm not mad that they're not trying. No. I'm mad that the NFL is still allowing this to be nationally televised. Like, yeah. throw on some skills competitions instead. Like, everyone yeah, would pay to watch the that. Game. Yeah. 
Who cares about the game? Yeah, let's have like a full dodgeball tournament or something instead. Yeah. Like you I can have under- the punters do a punt off, the kickers yes. do a kicking deal. Like it could just be so much more fun. I understand. Like I'm on the player's side. I understand not wanting to get hurt. I totally absolutely. Get, like, I 100% understand that, and I I get why they do it. Then it's on the NFL. Like why are we still doing this? Like this is not football. Like what if somebody tunes in? They're like, oh, I'm gonna watch NFL. They've never watched NFL before, and this is the game that they watch. Yeah. Like, that's a bad product. Like, if I'm the NFL, I don't want that to be the case at all. But, anyways, we don't want to spend like half an hour talking about the Pro Bowl like we did last week. Yeah. After we said we, we, said would, we weren't going to talk. Yeah. After we said we weren't going to talk about. It. One quick thing: Do you think that Trayvon Diggs should switch to wide receiver? I think uh, Trayvon needs to become a wide receiver, and Stefan needs to become a defensive back yeah. because they like it was. I mean, unless they jersey swapped, I mean, we won't know. But yeah, yeah that was quite that was quite impressive. I'm just saying, man, like Trayvon Diggs, uh, there's a weird thing coming out on Twitter this week that said he's never dropped an, inter- an interception. I was literally going to say the same <laughs> and thing. Then hilar- and then the, the, the reply was literally nobody has ever dropped an interception. <laughs> that is That's so the best stat of all two stat that. When I first read it, I didn't really understand it. Like I was like, okay, oh, wow, that's crazy. You never dropped an interception. And then I like, read it the second time. I was like, okay. Yeah, literally, you can't drop an interception. That is so funny. Uh, so I mean, you you can, but it's like you can't. Like, yeah, there's not yeah. a stat saying dropped interceptions. That's it's not, not a thing. It's not an interception. Then if you dropped it, yeah, then it's just exactly. A drop. Yeah, so it's he, just a drop. He's never dropped an interception. He also has allowed the most receiving yards in the NFL this year. So maybe he should just switch to wide receiver. You know, he's got really good I, hands. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's 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 an idea for Trayvon Diggs. But yeah, it, no, that's that's for sure. Anyways, why don't we move on to the game? I don't know if you heard, there's a game happening this Sunday. Is uh, it the Pro Bowl the 2.0? Yeah, it's the second Pro I Bowl, I hope actually. not. I hope not. <laughs> it's almost as good as the Pro Bowl, actually. Oh, okay. That'll yeah. be hard to beat. They're calling it the Super Bowl, and apparently it's the 56th one. And it's Hate betwe- the name. It's between the Cincinnati Bengals, get this, and the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles, uh, and Mike, uh, I, you looked up some interesting facts about the Super Bowl. I don't know if you want to you want to bring them up. Just talk about them, just to, to kind of intro us on you know this Super Bowl. It's it's a, it's a weird Super Bowl. It's it's nobody was expecting the Bengals to be here. Nobody was expecting it to be the Bengals versus the Rams. The Rams were kind of a team that was built to be here, so they're kind of like the favorite at this point. But an exciting, interesting Super Bowl. But yeah, do you have some interesting facts about about Super Bowl Fifty Six? It is Fifty Six, right? I believe it's Fifty Six. Okay. And Joe, do I have some interesting facts? All right. Um, Los Angeles will be hosting this year, and it is the first time in nearly thirty years, uh, twenty nine years since the last time they hosted, and yet they're still ranked third in the amount of times they've hosted the Super Bowl. Um, they are behind Miami at eleven and New Orleans at ten. Wow. And they have eight. And they haven't done it in 29 years, Joe. But 29 that's still like, years? Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, because there was not a team in Los Angeles. That actually makes sense. Exactly. Um, Bengals are one of six active teams that have not won a Super Bowl, NFL championship, or AFL championship. Wow. Um, the other five being Vikings, Falcons, Panthers, Jags, and Texans. Um, oh, I have a fun and, fact uh, about that actually as well. I, I heard this fun up. fact. Okay, speaking, the Bengals are going to win their, they're, they're trying to win their first ever Super Bowl. Um, they would be the first team, 
And like, it doesn't happen very often that a team nowadays wins its first Super Bowl because most teams in the NFL have won a Super Bowl. There's a few teams, you named a, a few of them, that haven't won a Super Bowl. Do you know in the AFC who the last team to win their first Super Bowl was? It's going to surprise you. In the AFC. In the, in the, in the AFC. Yeah, in the NFC, it, it has happened a few times. I know the Eagles did it a few years ago. The Seahawks did it not that long ago. Um, the Falcons did it. Oh, nope, sorry, 28-3. to three. Was it uh, the... <sighs> That's a good one, Joe. That's good. <laughs> I'm gonna, you. This could be a dumb guess, but I'm trying to think like way back in the day. Uh, I'm did the the Raiders won one no? Yeah, but I'm it, I'm gonna guess the, the Raiders. The Raiders did win one, but that was not like that was not their first Super Bowl because they won oh, some back in the day. That's yeah. So the yeah. last AFC team, you want me to tell you the answer? Yeah, it, I yeah. I think it will blow your mind. It actually like very much surprised me. The last AFC team to win their first Super Bowl. It's a weird worded question, but. It makes sense if you think about it. Last, no, AFC I got team, it. last AFC team to win their first Super Bowl was the New England Patriots. I kid you not. In 2000, when was the Patriots' first one? 2001? Oh, one? Yeah. That was the last AFC team to win their first Super Bowl. Because that was their first Super Bowl, 2001. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. I was thinking... Yeah. I was trying way too hard on that question. Yeah, yeah I'm like, no, I it's, it it's like a surprise a because you think about the Patriots; they have the most Super Bowls out of like any team. They're tied with the Steelers, yeah, I believe. The Steelers most Super Bowls, but like they didn't win the start winning those Super Bowls yeah. until 2001. Yeah, it's been all very yeah, recent. Kind of crazy. Anyway, that's a good. That's a that's a good stat. I I would have never. Uh, yeah. That's a good fact. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I heard somebody say that, and I was like, wow, that's insane. That's actually super surprising. Yeah, I just I almost said Ravens, but I was like, no, they they yeah no. Um, yeah, I think they won in two thousand, the year before. So yeah, 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 it was like right before. Um, anyway, Rams appearance at the Super Bowl, you know, um, in SoFi makes it the third team, third time a participating team is playing in its home market, second time in their home stadium. If they can win, Joe, of course they'll follow the Bucks, making it two straight years. Yeah, that the uh, NFL hosted a Super Bowl and the home team won. And get this, Joe. Breaking news: Roger Goodell is is tired of home teams winning the Super Bowl. He is now permanently moving the Super Bowl to Dallas, to where a team will never win the oh. Super Bowl again. <laughs> Shout out Joe's Cowboys, my wife's do, Cowboys. Why you have to do my Cowboys like that, man? No, Joe, it's all jokes. Saw it on, saw it on a meme. Thought that, it was quite hilarious. That's, that's why they have it in Miami so often. You were saying how why they have oh. it in Miami all the time. That's why New England's never hosted. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this will be the second time in Super Bowl history where two quarterbacks drafted number one overall will face each other in a championship game. In the previous matchup, it was Peyton Manning's Broncos defeated Cam Newton's Panthers in yes. Super Bowl 50. Um, kind of crazy that will, that's the, only the yeah. second time. It is nuts. And Joe, I saw something. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl and MVP, he will be the first quarterback to ever win the Heisman. The Was it the SEC championship? He didn't, um, didn't win the SEC championship. Yeah, was it the Heisman, the SEC, or national championship, whatever. As, yeah, uh, Heisman, National Championship, Super Bowl, 
and Super Bowl MVP. I, I, don't, I might be missing one. Okay. Uh, but all that within a three-year span. He'll be the first quarterback to ever do that. That's insane. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Joe Burrow's been doing a lot of winning lately. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Super Bowl LVI, or 56, I hope it's 50. Yeah, I think it is 56. Will feature the youngest combined head coaching battle between the Rams, Sean McVay, 36, and Bengals, Zach, Zach Taylor, 38. Joe, if you think about it, like these head coaches are younger than our dads. That is... <laughs> That's pretty crazy to think about. These head coaches are both younger than Tom Brady as well. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is nuts. And I, I saw something. Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, um, now Mike McDaniel. And was Zach Taylor on the Ritz, uh, the Washington football yeah, team back yep, then? Yep. Or now Commanders, we should say. Yeah, the Commander. We never even talked about that. Shoot. Yeah, we, sh- we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway... That year that all those coaches were together, they went three and thirteen. That's Is that not insane. amazing? And they ended up hi- hiring Jay Gruden out of all those guys. Yeah. Jay Gruden. Oh man, it's nuts. It's nuts. That's that's like all the facts I have okay. on Super Bowl. Um, it was kind of hard finding like real interesting facts. Yeah. No, um, those, oh, one those more were cool great. thing. One more cool thing I saw that SoFi's doing at halftime. Okay. I think it's at halftime. They're gonna like pick tweets from that like. Basically, people tweeted out Super Bowl 50 and then said something. They're going to pick so and so many tweets and then, like, have them. Um, uh, how would you say this? Um, basically, plastered on the roof of SoFi Stadium, kind of like a digital. Um, no, man, what's the word? Projected oh, okay. on the roof on of the roof. SoFi Stadium. Oh, yeah, dang. to where, like, if they pan over the city, you can, like, see the stadium. And you'll be able to read some of these tweets. I thought it was really cool. That is pretty cool. That's how you get some clout, man. We got to get the average, yeah. you know, at underscore average Joe show to be tweeting on there. Just tweet at Super Bowl yeah. 56 or whatever it is. Maybe we'll see an average Joe tweet. Yeah, might 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 have to do that. Okay, real quick, before we get into the Super Bowl, we, did, we didn't talk about the Washington Commanders. I can't believe I really wanted to. I can't believe I forgot I know, about it. I know. I didn't even think about okay, it. Okay, just a quick couple minutes. We won't talk too much because we got to talk Super Bowl. What were your thoughts on the Washington Commanders, the name, and their new jerseys and all that stuff? So, jerseys didn't really like the black jersey so much. I don't know. Kind of, kind of. I, I don't think it really fit in. Um, their jerseys suck. The jer- I'm just going to say it. The other jerseys weren't bad, but they do kind of remind me of like my high school jerseys. Oh yeah. Um, wasn't a big fan. And the name, I think there were plenty of better options. Like I don't want to be a hater. Um, who knows? Maybe in two years, like I saw someone say, if they win under, like if they start winning now, Washington Commanders greatest name of all time. Yeah. You know that now they're winners. But if they lose, worst name of all time. And I think it's so true. Yep. I don't like the name. I think there's gonna be some chance in the crowd. Uh, a shortened version of the name. I don't know if I want to say it on the podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I wasn't too fond of the name. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think the name is whatever. It's fine. Like, it, there's worse names. I did like, like, I thought the Red Wolves would have been cooler. I saw a lot of fans wanted that. That would have yeah. been nice. Uh, I thought Red Tails was pretty cool. Yeah, Red Tails was cool too. Like, it's so like the fans came up with way better ideas, but the jerseys to me are the stupidest things in the whole world i don't know if you've looked at this i might have to send mm-hmm. you a picture after this but all three of their jerseys are completely different like they look like they were made by three different people like if you look Let at them, them the, the designs are not at all the same like i have i have a really good picture let me let me just as i'm talking here i'll send it to you okay. i'll send it Perfect. to you and you can take a look it is unreal like it looks like it was literally they were made by three separate people uh and now i'm struggling to even find the stinking jerseys 
if I'm not wrong, I believe one one jersey combination was like all yellow and it looked just like a bottle. Of, it's like their ketchup and mustard and pepper. Yeah, they're this here. Like they they went with table condiments and I don't know why. Oh shoot, I don't have it on my phone. Never mind. Sorry, I was gonna send it to you, but I'll I'll Google it. But they all all three of them literally look like they were designed by three different people. They look. I hate that. I like. I love simplicity when it comes to when it comes to jerseys and like the like the stripes on like the shoulders are completely different on all three. Yeah, I of see them. it now. Joe, I gotta ask you the numbers. Like we saw it with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, a few years back, like the way they got the like the gradient on the on the numbers. Hate that. I'm just I'm not a fan. Like, Hate it. I figured maybe you know with the numbers this year, you know the receivers, any player getting to choose like kind of any number they want. I hated it at first. I grew to love it. I was yeah. like, you know what, this is so cool. Kind of like the college style uh, jersey numbers. You know, with the gradient, I thought, you know what, the Falcons introduced it. I believe. Maybe I'll grow on. Maybe it'll grow on me. I hate it to this day. I think it looks absolutely awful. Yep. Also, if you look at so the picture that I had, all three jerseys also have different number fonts. Like the the font of the numbers yeah. are different. It's like what are yeah. we doing? Like the, there's no continuity at all in all three. I don't know. It's just hideous. Anyways, we don't need we don't need to talk. One more thing, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. I don't know if you can see, but it's probably kind of blurry. I can, yeah, I can vaguely uh, see it. Tell me those black jerseys don't look like like the gridiron graying jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah. They like and that movie was made so long ago. Like, yep. Oh man, they, they. But I mean, we could sit here and talk about the Raiders jerseys. They're just black and gray, like nothing special yeah. either. But I think the Raiders look kind of nice. Like they're just yeah, I, like they're plain. Like I like plain, like, simple, like simple jerseys. I like simple jerseys. I hate when teams overcomplicate it. Looks just hideous. I hate them so much. No. I hate the jerseys more than I hate the name. The name is whatever, but the jerseys almost made me like uh, actually upset. Like I, I just cannot stand them. I'm a big jerseys guy. But anyways, anyways. Speaking of jerseys, the Cincinnati Bengals are have decided to wear their black uniforms, and the uh, and they're actually the home team. Fun fact in this in this Super Bowl because the AFC, I guess they switch AFC and NFC being the home team. Mm-hmm. So technically, the Bengals are the home team, despite the game being played in the home stadium of the Los Angeles Rams. One thing to add to that, yeah. I I think the Bengals got robbed because since they are the home team, they should get the home locker room. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. though there are technically two home locker rooms in that stadium, I think they should be able to be in the Rams' home locker hilarious. room. Just to be like, eh, that'd be hilarious. I think that'd be epic. I think so, too. They should they should make them switch. But, yeah, I guess technically, usually the like the away locker room is like garbage compared to the home one. But I think that in SoFi, they're probably both really nice because one is the Chargers and one is the Rams probably, right? I don't I don't actually know, but I'm assuming that that's what it is. But anyways... Why don't we move on to the actual game? I don't know if you're down to actually talk about the... Oh, 100%. The act- act- well, we have to, Joe. Yeah, we have to eventually talk about the real game, unless you want to go for 15 more minutes on the Washington Commanders. Uh, to be honest, Joe, I think we should fall back on that, probably get more views. Yeah. Um, everyone loves Washington. Everybody loves the the commies, man. Everybody yeah, loves Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There there it is. is. Um, anyways, the let, why don't we talk about matchups in this game uh, I, I think that's a, that's a really really important part of football is is, is separate matchups, and um, I'm wondering if you have any just matchups. You you can bring up a matchup that uh, you think will be really important, and then we can kind of discuss it. Uh, what's what's one matchup that you're that you're looking forward to seeing, or that you think is going to be key uh, in this Super Bowl? I think the number one matchup, of course, everyone's going to be talking about 
Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase yep. with a Super Bowl on the line. I can't be more excited. I hope that's what we see. I hope it's not Jalen Ramsey kind of just, you know, floating around. Like, that's what everyone wants to see. And then if you think about it on the other side, I guess it would be Eli Apple or and or Jesse Bates versus Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. Those are matchups that I like the receivers versus defensive backs, I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be stellar this year, Joe. Absolutely. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think I saw some things on Media Day that he was – he said he's planning on following Jamar Chase, so he's he's going to shadow him. I hope we see that. Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. That is like an all-world matchup. I have some numbers here. Jamar Chase uh, is averaging 93 yards uh, per game in the playoffs right now. He's also averaging six and a half receptions. Jalen Ramsey, in the last game that they played versus San Francisco, the NFC Championship, allowed zero receiving yards. Uh, and then in the in the game the their first playoff game allowed four, just 14 receiving yards. However, in the game versus Tampa Bay, he had an off day. I don't know if you remember him versus Mike Evans. He allowed Tom Brady's final passing touchdown yep. of his career. Yep. Also allowed over a hundred receiving yards. So we've seen Jalen Jalen Ramsey struggle a few times in this in this uh, postseason so far. And we even saw Jamar Chase, I, b- I believe, against the Chiefs, only put up 50-some receiving yards. So we've seen both of them play at, like, another level. And we've seen both of them play kind of, you know, slower or, you know, uh, quieter games. And um, to me, this is this is a huge, huge matchup between these two. And I'm wondering, who do you think uh, has the edge in this matchup? I want to say the defense... Um, I want to say uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think, I think in that one-on-one, I think he has the advantage uh, based off of um, experience. He's been in you know some big games um, in his career, and you know he's just he's just. I told you at the beginning of the season, I think he could win Defensive Player of the Year, and you know he's just been locked down again this year. So I would have to say the Rams do have the advantage there, Joe. But this game kind of reminds me of the Seahawks and Patriots from 2014, where he had one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL, go up against Tom Brady and the Patriots offense, which had plenty of weapons. You had Gronk, you had Edelman, you had Amendola. But I mean, at the same time, they weren't like the number one offense in the league. Um, And so I I think it's me very similar to that game, kind of a mid uh, highish scoring game. But I do still believe that the defense has the uh, the Rams defense does have a bit of the advantage, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, your audio was just cutting out a little bit there. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, no, it's I think it's my fault. My internet connection is terrible. But no, I I, I did get some of what you were saying there, and absolutely, uh, I think uh, you you said you think that uh, the the defense has the advantage, and um, yes, uh, I do think that Jalen Ramsey is the best defensive back in the NFL. And you said you picked him as your defensive player of the year uh, at the beginning of the season. I do remember that. I, I do think that he, like if you're asking me, I'm without a doubt saying he is the best defensive back in the NFL. I'm convinced of that. However, I almost want to give the edge to Jamar Chase in this matchup. And it's just because playing defense, playing cornerback is really, really difficult. And Jalen Ramsey can play lights out the entire game, just kind of like he did against Tampa Bay. But if he lets up, you know, anything, 
and like one touchdown grab, one, you know, big 20-yard completion. Everybody's going to be looking at that and going to be saying, oh, look at Jamar Chase. He burnt Jalen Ramsey or whatever. It's hard to play defensive back in the NFL. So, and Jamar Chase is unreal. Like he is just – he's not a rookie. He, look, he looks unreal so far in this season. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jamar Chase get a few big-time receptions on Jalen Ramsey and, and make a real difference. So to me – I'm honestly going to say I give right now the way they're playing. I'm going to give Jamar Chase the edge. I know you gave Jalen Ramsey the edge, uh, but I could very well be very wrong. I do think Jalen Ramsey is phenomenal. I'm not trying to like throw shade at him, but another matchup that I want to talk about, and this is the matchup that everybody's talking about. This is the matchup. This is not new news. This is not like something that we're we just discovered, but it's the Rams defensive line against the Bengals' offensive line. Um, I don't think we have to discuss who's going to win this matchup. I think we know. Like, I, I think I think we know the Rams' defensive line is going to win this matchup. And that doesn't necessarily mean the Rams will win the game. I'm not saying they'll win the game. But we know they will win this matchup because there's just no way. I mean, the Bengals have yeah. the worst offensive line in the NFL. Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback during the regular season. He got sacked a, a playoff record nine times against the Titans just a few games ago. And then, you know, they still won. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams have the third most sacks during the regular season. Um, you know, they're, they're a team. Uh, Aaron Donald's got 12 and a half on the season. Uh, Leonard Floyd, who's kind of the forgotten man, had nine and a half this season. And then Vaughn Miller also had nine and a half. So they have just a bunch of guys that can get off, uh, get after the quarterback. And Mike, how do the Bengals survive, you know, this defensive line against their porous offensive line? In the exact same way they uh, played the Titans, Joe. We saw in that game, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times a playoff record and they still won the game. Um, if the, if the Rams are going to bring the heat, they better be ready to see, you know, to have Joe Burrow, you know, find the gaps in the defense. And uh, a lot of times when pressure is brought, you know, it means man coverage and Joe Burrow. I know he didn't have, I don't know if he had the greatest game against the, uh, against the Titans, but he did just enough, you know, to lead him down the field when they needed to and win that game. So if, uh, if you're Sean McVay and you're, you're getting your DC to, to be pushing the pressure on that, uh, O line, which, you have to um, because of how bad that O-line is. You you just got to be ready to have Burrow be flinging it. And I think that this is going to come down to a quarterback matchup, which is another matchup I want to talk about, Joe. Um, I think, you know, it's going to come down to Joe Burrow leading his team down with, you know, a few minutes left on the clock uh, to win the game. And, you know, but if if you're the Rams, you're feeling really good about this matchup because Aaron Donald and Von Miller this season, you know, them going out and getting Von Miller is exactly, like they knew what they were, they were getting yeah. out of Von Miller. And, you know, against that, that old line, as like you said, they've allowed the most sacks. Like, I mean, I feel like that D line, it's going to be kind of like the Broncos versus the Panthers where, um, Von Miller and, oh, what was his name? Was it Demarcus Lawrence? Uh, no. uh, Von Miller and, uh, Demarcus Ware. Demarcus Ware. There we go. Yeah. Um, they just got after Cam Newton all day long. And you see it, you know, Super Bowl wins, or defense wins championships. And so that defense, I think, is going to be all over Cincinnati. But 
you know, we did also see a good defense and Kansas City get absolutely torched by the Bengals. They're down the stretch. So, you know, anything can happen in the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of, a lot of pressure, a lot, of, a lot is at stake. And um, it's going to, I think it's, that's, that's the key matchup in the game for sure. But I mean, we could also, like I, like I was saying, we could also talk about the quarterbacks. We got Matthew Stafford yeah. and Joe Burrow, two first time quarterbacks going into the Super Bowl. Joe, how do you feel about uh, that matchup? Yeah, that's that's the other key matchup I had written down here. Obviously, the got you you know you got to talk about the quarterback uh, matchup and uh, Matthew Stafford playing in his first Super Bowl for his first season away uh, from Detroit. Joe Burrow just his second season. You know you've heard all the comparisons about Tom, you know him and Tom Brady, and I've been pushing it all season long. So I'm not gonna say I'm above those predictions, but this is just another parallel to Tom Brady playing. His, uh, you know, in a Super Bowl in just his second season in the NFL, um, you know, just a very intriguing matchup. Two quarterbacks, I think, playing, uh, you know, as hot as they have played all season long. Uh, Matthew Stafford through the playoffs has averaged uh, just at 300 yards per game. He's thrown two touchdowns per game. Uh, he's only thrown one interception this whole playoffs, and that was the biggest thing with him this season was he was playing phenomenal in some games, but he just made those boneheaded mistakes. That's what got in the way of success for him and the Rams, but he's cut that down, and that's exactly what I said going into the playoffs. If he can cut that down, this Rams team can be dangerous, and that's exactly what happened. And, and Joe Burrow, you know, he hasn't played – unbelievable I mean he's played really well but he's just been steady he's been straight line he, he just he hasn't panicked he's been cool under pressure he's been Joe Burr you know as they call him just a guy who's Dude, Joe cool yeah Joe cool what's the, Joe shysty whatever else they're calling him you know just just the you know cool as a cucumber he's got that that uh you know that killer mentality, that same thing that Tom Brady has. Yeah, he's got ice in his veins. You know, he's that. That's something you can't measure. You know, Joe Burrow's numbers in the playoffs aren't as good as Matthew Stafford's, but you can argue that he's been even more, far more impactful than Matthew Stafford has been. So to me, this is a a really, really big matchup. And I'm wondering, who do you think? has the advantage at the quarterback position in this matchup? I think that's a, a very, very intriguing question because that can often decide games is, is the better quarterback. Who do you think has the advantage, the Bengals or the Rams? Joe, I, uh, let me give you my answer and then I'm going to explain. Uh, I got the Matthew Stafford and the Rams, I believe, have the advantage because they got Odell experienced, Cooper Cup, who's been phenomenal this season, uh, they got Jefferson. Uh, I'm not sure if Higby's playing. I don't know if he... Because he was battling an injury there against the Niners. Um, but the passing game uh, for Matthew Stafford, it's there. He's got all the weapons he needs. But at the same time, I feel like the Rams have way more pressure on their shoulders because, Joe, they came, they went out and got all these players, all these big, all the big names. That, like Everyone expected them to be in the Super Bowl. So if you lose, Joe, I got a question for you. If the Rams lose the Super Bowl, do we compare Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff? Because Jared Goff also oh. got the Rams to the Super Bowl two, three years ago. You know, So if you're Matthew Stafford and you lose this game, nothing you did all season will really matter. Like Fans will not look at what you did all season because Jared Goff... Especially if you, you know, only put quarter, up three points. Exactly. And you know, Jared Goff, you know, we call, call him what he is, but... You know, he did get the team to the Super Bowl. He did help do his part, get the team to the Super Bowl. And if if you're only going to put up three, ten points in the Super Bowl, I mean, 
we're we're not going to be talking about you very much and who knows he might be a one and done with the with the Rams but I do still believe they have the advantage but they also have more pressure on their shoulders all right well my uh, my opinion I do I do like what you said uh about about the Rams having the advantage I actually I think honestly Joe Burrow is a better quarterback and that's that's coming from somebody who loves Matthew Stafford I've supported Matthew Stafford for years I was so excited when the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford I think he's awesome uh, but if you're asking me who do I want, you know, with under two minutes left to win this Super Bowl, who do I trust? It's Joe Burrow, man. It's, it's Joe Burrow. It's the way that he's playing. I mean, I'm not, and again, I'm not picking them necessarily to win. We'll get into our, our score predictions later. But I'm just saying, you know, I want Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the quarterback uh, that I think has the advantage in this matchup. And that's crazy to say because Matthew Stafford's really good. Matthew Stafford's numbers are honestly better than Joe Burrow's throughout this postseason. But Joe Burrow, I mean, the guy is just cold-blooded. The guy, he just he do, he doesn't flinch. Uh, and, and, he's, and he can yeah. just put the team on his back. And he just, you know, you've seen under pressure, doesn't matter. He, he, he puts the team on his back. But I do wonder, like, how long can the Bengals get away with this? Like, having the terrible offensive line... Having Joe Burrow get sacked under pressure, like, at what point does it does the dam burst? Like, is this when the dam bursts? When you have Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and, and, and Von Miller, is this finally, you know, the the straw that broke the camel's back? That's that's one part I think. Like how like, I almost like feel like they can't keep getting away with this. You know, like every team. He says how important it is to build an offensive line, but this team is succeeding with like one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, so I'm, it, I'm definitely interested to see that as far as Joe Burrow's aspect goes. Uh, but I do have a couple players I just want to mention. I have a couple of, you know, the Super Bowl is oftentimes there's like an unsung hero that will step up. You know, guys who are like under the radar guys, guys like Malcolm Butler, who ended up turning it into a decent career. Malcolm Smith, for the for the Seattle Seahawks a few years ago, came out of nowhere, made some big plays. Um, in that uh, same game, the Malcolm Butler game, the Seahawks had a receiver. I almost forget his name. I think it was like Chris Matthews or something. Yeah, I yep. think Chris Matthews, a guy that was never heard of before that game, basically never heard of since he played in the CFL. I think after then, like. Never heard of this guy. He had a huge game. And like I think he had like two touchdowns over 100 yards. Like guys just step up out of nowhere. And I have a couple guys I want to bring up um, as guys that I think could be like unsung heroes in in this Super Bowl. One uh, is regarding this whole Rams defensive line. The, you know, we've talked about Aaron Donald. We've talked about Von Miller. Von Miller's one Super Bowl MVP. I think the name that people keep forgetting about is Leonard Floyd. Watch out for Leonard Floyd because all the attention is going to be on those other two guys. And to me, Leonard Floyd, he has benefited more than anybody else uh, on playing across from one of the best players we've ever seen in Aaron Donald. I think that he could wreak havoc in this game uh, because he could be left alone. And Leonard Floyd is a tremendous pass rusher. And then on the other side... Another player I want to bring up, and it's Leonard Floyd, and I'm about to do a little poetry because on the other side, it's uh, it's it's uh, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd and Leonard Floyd. Tyler Boyd, he's I think a forgotten man on the Cincinnati Bengals defense, uh, or sorry, uh, receiving core, and I think the reason he is so key is because he's the guy who's lining up in the slot. All the attention is going to be on. Jamar Chase. You have 
you have um, Jalen Ramsey shadowing Jamar Chase, and then you have all the rest of the attention on T. Higgins, and C.J. Uzama is injured. He might not play in this game. So you want to get these quick passes off because Joe Burrow's going to be under pressure. So to me, I think, I think Tyler Boyd could have himself a big game in this game. So just watch out for that. And then one more key matchup I do want to talk about, and it's uh, the head coaching matchup. Yep. Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay. And there's one reason uh, in pat- particular I think this is a really interesting thing because I think, I think it's fairly obvious, and I don't know, maybe you disagree. I think it's fairly obvious Sean McVay is the better coach. I don't know. I, 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 th- I think that's obvious. To me, Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think, you know, no disrespect to Zach Taylor, but, he, but uh, the reason why it is interesting, though, is because Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach for Sean McVay in Los Angeles. And also, he's been with Sean McVay basically his whole coaching career. So how big of a factor do you think it is that Zach Taylor knows Sean McVay's offense better than probably anybody else? You think that, do you think that plays a role in this game at all? I think it can, uh, but I don't know, Joe. It's such a big game, big stage. I feel like... Um, Zach Taylor's going to be planning for his team and what they need to do to win, which of course would be stopping that offense. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's so tough to say. Cause I mean, we've seen matchups in the past where like uh, a coach will come from a team and then play against that team. And, you know, it can really go either way, um, because of the scale of the game. So I don't know how much that'll play into effect, but I do agree with your point about Sean McVay, um, being the better coach, uh, for sure. With what he's done with the Rams ever since he took over, I think he's done a phenomenal job. And he's still young. He's still got plenty of years left in him. So I I do feel like it's weird. Like I have a feeling the Rams have so many advantages in, in coaching and in players and teams. But how often, Joe, do we see the underdog in these moments yeah. like shine? Like how often do we see the team that is literally like given no chance just come through and win the game? And, you know, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, Joe, with all I've said today, I'm definitely going to be rooting for the underdog. I'm definitely going to be rooting for Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals in this game. Um, and no, like for sure that, that coaching matchup is one, like the fact that they've been together, you know, back in Washington and basically throughout their entire careers have been coaching together. It's for sure going to be a matchup to watch. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it's definitely interesting. We've seen Sean McVay get out coached in the Super Bowl before. Uh, we saw it go. with with Bill Belichick. I think he was in over his head a little bit. Uh, he said he overprepared in that Super Bowl, so who knows? Maybe he does it again. And, and one final question before we get into some of the prop bets. We're going to have a little fun with some of the prop bets here at the end. Um, who do you think is under the most pressure in this game? Um, first of all, before we, like I guess, specific people, which team do you think is under the most pressure to win? Is it the Rams or the Bengals? I'm going to say the Rams because what I said earlier, like they paid so much, given up so much for this moment. And, you know, if they lose Joe, you know, it's they've given up so much. Like you can't lose at this point. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the Bengals at this point are playing with house money. I mean, this is a season that they're not yep. supposed to be here. And that's the most dangerous team's you can find in any sport a team that's yeah. not supposed to be there they got a chip on their shoulder you know they're not supposed to be here they're not supposed to win i think the rams are absolutely under pressure because they have all the big name free agents 
all the you know they gave away all their draft picks they have no draft yeah. picks left essentially there's their cap space is gone like yeah i i do think they are under the most pressure i think sean McVay's under a lot of pressure because the narrative is going to be oh he can't win the big one if he doesn't win this one i think matthew stafford's on a, under a whole lot of pressure uh that's that's definitely the case and i think the bengals I think that's why they've been so dangerous the whole playoffs. Nobody expects them to be here. That's why Joe Burrow's been so cool the whole time. But um, do you think that – also, one more thing. Do you think that Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer automatically if he wins this game? That's tough to say. I think I think we throw, we throw Matthew Stafford – I wouldn't know. I don't know if I would say first ballot, but I think his name would be in the Hall of Fame talks. You know, Super Bowl victory is a big thing. And with all the success he did have in Detroit, um, a, a place where it seemed like no matter what, they did everything they could to lose. And, you know, he, he was willing to give everything, his body, just his life for that city. Um, I do believe Matthew Stafford with a win and a great performance. You know, I think that we could say he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he's still got Joe. He's in, I feel like in, he's in his younger 30s or mid-30s, so he's still got a few years left in him. And who knows what we could see out of Matthew Stafford for the rest of his career. I would like to answer the the second part to your question I think that you asked me before. I believe that Odell, Vaughn Miller, and some of these other big, you know, accusate or big players they brought in are under the most pressure because of Matthew Stafford. Because, you know, they gave up so much to go get you. And if you don't perform in this game, it's going to all be for nothing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think those those big name guys, this is what you pay for. You need, you need, you need your big name guys to step up. And if those, those big name guys don't step up, you know, you're going to look like a fool. And uh, I, I, do think that they, uh, I do think that they are under a ton of pressure. I agree 100%. Um, now, before we get into our score prediction, what we've all been waiting for, who who are we going to pick to win and our Super Bowl MVPs, why don't we have a little fun? You know, the Super Bowl's a huge betting uh, betting uh, paradise. Like, everybody loves – I'm not a huge sports gambler. I, I once in a while throw a couple, you know, dollars here here and there. But I always love talking about the prop bets. You know, there's always so, a lot of fun prop bets. And, Mike, you, you were reading me some of the fun ones – yeah, that that they have this year for this year's Super Bowl. There's always some some crazy ones. Before we get to those, I just, I have a couple just player you know related ones. Uh, these are just like numbers related, and I want to get your take on this. Um, so the first one I have is Joe Mixon over under, so over or under 65 and a half rushing yards. What do you think, Joe Mixon over under 65 and a half rushing yards? Seems it seems. I'm low. gonna take. I'm going to take the under just because of the D-line and the O-line situation. Yeah, I, t- I took the under as well. I do think the Rams' defensive line, we saw what they did to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. They're one of the best run- running teams in the NFL, and they couldn't get anything going. And I have Cooper Cup over or under 106.5 receiving yards. Um, Joe, I'm going to take the under surprise. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm I'm smashing that over. I honestly, wow, okay. Cooper Cup. It seems like he has 180 yards in every single game, so I'm smashing the over. I know he's one. the go-to, but I feel like it's gonna come. It's gonna get close. I think he's gonna have like 95. Yeah, Super Bowls are weird too. Like it's always like low scoring and like and like takes a and while. Like you said, Joe, there's always that one player that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, 100, 100. Uh, a couple more. Jamar Chase over or under five and a half receptions. Oh, over. It's not. It's gonna be like twelve. Yeah, I'm, that's what I think. I'm smashing the over because I think they. 
you know, there's a good chance the Bengals get behind, and I think they're just going to force the ball to their best player. Yeah. Uh, one more before we get to the the more you know the silly ones, if you want to say, if you want to say that. Yeah. Uh, Evan McPherson, Evan McFearless. Uh, you know, the guy who does not miss over or under one and a half field goals. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm smashing that over. There's no way. I think he's hit four field goals in every single playoff game so far. Uh, he's like, was it eight for eight or 11 for 11 or something like I that? I think he's 12 for 12 so far. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 12 for 12 in in the playoff. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely smashing the over on that one, but uh, why don't you read us off some of the more, more fun, uh, prop bets that they have? Less serious ones. Got you, dude. All right, which team is gonna win the coin toss, Joe? The Bengals or the Rams? Shoot. Oh man, I'm. This is literally. This is literally. There's no skill involved in this one. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Bengals, and I'm gonna say they're winning. Really? They're gonna win it on a on a tails because tails never fails. Well, that leads me to the next one, Joe. I'm picking the Rams to win it. And I was going to ask who, who, or what does it land on, heads or tails? And uh, I'm going to take the heads because lately I see heads winning. It does lately. seem like heads has won a lot lately. Um, next one we'll go to is which QB will be shown first during the anthem? Which QB is going to be shown first? I think it's going to be Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is just a bigger, like, superstar. You know, I, like, Matthew Stafford's big, but I think Joe Burrow's like the, you know, he's like the big seller, I think. Yeah, no, Joe, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to take Joe Burrow as well. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback or will it be returning? Return. I heard something about this that, like, almost none of the opening kickoffs in the Super Bowl were touchbacks. I don't know if that's true, but I heard somebody else talking about this on a podcast. I think Pat McAfee or somebody said that, like, during the Super Bowl, they, like, just take the ball out of a box, like, right before the kickoff, and it's, like, rock hard or something. So it's, like, really hard to kick or something. So there's no touchbacks. I'm going to say no touchback. I'm going to go with return as well, Joe. All right. Um, Which team will score first? Which team will score first? I'm going to say the Rams. That's, yeah, I, I like that. As much as I want to say the Bengals, I feel like the Rams will. Yeah, I, I'm thinking Rams, and it'll probably be a field goal, but we're going to rock I th- with, I, the, with I the Rams. I have such a strong feeling it will be a field goal. I feel like every single Super Bowl starts with a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Do-do-do-do. Who uh who's gonna record the longest field goal, Joe? Oh, Evan McFearless. Uh, the Rams or the uh oh you're gonna take the Bengals. Oh yeah. Sorry, Matt Gay is struggling a little bit right now. I'm taking McFearless. Yeah. I'm also gonna rock. That was actually a pretty easy one. Um let's see which other ones I wanna go with. Oh, here's a good one. Who will have more receiving yards? Uh Cup or Chase? Ooh, Cup or Chase. I'm gonna say Cup. I think I think Cooper Cup. Like I said, it seems like he has hundred and eighty yards in every single game. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Chase. Okay. I'm going to rock with Jamar on that one. And I got two more, Joe. All right. Um, what color will the Gatorade bath be? Ooh, this is a good one. Shoot. Uh, man. Um, I'm going to say I feel like orange. I feel like it's orange a lot. Or like... Oh, or- Are you hinting at some, Joe? Are you hinting at a team? Oh, there no, I, honestly, well, I was not. But I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like when I imagine a, a coach getting this, getting the Gatorade bath dumped on him, it's, it's usually like orange. 
Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna rock with white. For some reason, I white. feel like there's gonna be like that white, clearish white Gatorade. I don't know why. That's I'm gonna rock. That's with a white. good bet. I bet you if you put money on white, that would like and it hit, you'd make a lot of money off that one. Yeah. All right, Joe. And the question I think everybody has been waiting for: Who is winning the game, Joe? Oh boy. Here we go. So this is, uh, and then right after you, you give me an answer, give me a score, and maybe your MVP. Pick. Okay, I'll I'll give you, I'll give you a score. I'll give you a winner, obviously. If I give you a score, I'll give you my Super Bowl MVP, and I'll give you the 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 stat line for my Super Bowl MVP. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm I like gonna, that. Gonna do you one better. So I like you that. know this is honestly, and I I mean this. I really really struggled to come up with a winner for this game. I I really did. Because listen, if you look at if you look at the matchup, the Rams on paper look better almost everywhere, and I'm not gonna lie about it. They do, but but I always go not always, but most of the time I always side for the team that has the better quarterback, and I've done that week in and week out. I always, when I don't know, when it's a toss up, I go. To the team with the better quarterback, and I said earlier, I think Joe Burrow's the better quarterback. I I, I really do, uh, but I can't do it. I cannot pick the Bengals. I I I'm sorry. I know, I know. I wish everybody could see Mike's face. He's stunned. I I'm sorry. I mean, it, the dam has to break at some point with this offensive line with Joe Burrow and this defensive line i think will take over this game uh, i i i just i i think wow. i think they will honestly and i'm going to say honestly i i think either this game is going to be close and the bengal's win at the last second or the the rams kind of put it to the bengal's and i and that's what i'm picking right now i'm going to say it's a 31 to 20 victory for the los angeles rams they they put it to him a little bit. I think Matthew Stafford in, in this in this offense is going to get off to a hot start. I know the Bengals defense is playing pretty well, but I think offensively for the Bengals, it's going to be tough sledding, man. It really is. And uh, I think one man in specific, and he's my Super Bowl MVP. And make sure you guys bet on this because the odds are unreal. Aaron Donald is going to be my Super Bowl MVP. Wow. That's right defensive MVP it happens every once in a while guys if you bet 100 bucks on this if if it hits and it will because i predicted it if it hits you you win 1300 bucks man i mean come on that, that those are those are good odds uh but Aaron Donald and i think he's going to have two and a half sacks and a forced fumble and that's to me is wow. enough that's enough to win to win Super Bowl MVP i think Matthew Stafford will play well but i think I think the so big storyline is going to be that this defensive line and in this defense and all the talent on the Rams is just it's it's too much. It's too much for the Bengals and I almost I really hate myself for saying that cuz I want to root for the Bengals. I always root for the underdogs. I love the underdog story all the time and I love Joe Burrow. I can't believe I honestly am all, kind of mad at myself for doing this, but I got to go with my gut and I think my gut is telling me that the Rams, the Rams win the Super Bowl, thirty-one to twenty, and Aaron Donald uh, is going to Disney World as the Super Bowl MVP. Wow! 
Wow, that was good, Joe. I, uh, so are you rooting for the Rams or are you going to be rooting for the Bengals? I don't know. I don't know. I hate when people ask me who I'm rooting for in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I like the Rams. I really do. I know you don't really like yeah. the Rams. You're, you're not into the whole super team thing too much. Yeah, I'm not I, a big fan. I like the don't Rams. Don't hate them, but I'm just yeah. like, eh. I like the Rams. I, and I and I've really like the Bengals have grown on me. Like I I don't like the Bengals as much as I like Joe Burrow. Like I love Joe Burrow, but I do still really like the Bengals and I love the underdog story. So I I, I honestly I don't know who I'm rooting for. That that's my answer to that question. Well, Joe, I guess it's a good problem to have because then it's it just makes the game more yeah, fun. I'm rooting for a good game. Um, I, I yeah, and I mean I'll, I'll I'll come out and say it. Regardless of the winner, I think either quarterback, either team deserves to win. Like I'm, I've, I don't know how. Like it's been a while since I've been this pumped for a Super Bowl. Um, even as a Patriots fan, you know it hasn't been that long since the Pats were in one. But no, this Super Bowl I think is shaping up to be a real. It's going to be a banger, Joe. Yeah. Um, it's funny because our score prediction was actually nearly dead on. Like I almost had the same score prediction really? as you. Yeah, and we we did not talk about this prior to the uh, the podcast. We did not. So. It's going to come down to the end of the game, like you said. Uh, score's going to be 24-24. And I am predicting that Joe Burrow leads oh, his team down man. the field. The Bengals win 31-24. Um, and, you know, underdog story. I love the, the narrative. Joe Burrow wins MVP, you know, to top off everything he's come back from. Wins player of the uh, comeback player of the year. And his stat line, Joe's, he's going to go 28 for 42. All right. 282 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. Two picks. The defense is going to get to him in the first half. The Bengals are going to look like they're just, they're just down. And it's going to be the, the like you've compared him to, the Tom Brady comeback where, you know, he, he takes over the game. He shows, he shows the NFL why the Bengals selected him and why he's the talk of the town. Um, and he's going to do most of his damage in the second half. I think he's going to really struggle in the first half. They're going to come out of halftime, and he's just going to light the Super Bowl up. I think he's going to show the NFL why he deserved to be in this game and why the NFL needs to start, and fans need to start talking about Joe Burrow instead of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I love it. I love it. That's Listen, if that plays out, man, I will have no no qualms about it at all. I love that we're picking different sides. I feel like we've been doing that a lot in this playoffs. Our entire lives. Our entire lives, 100%. Uh, Listen, if that happens, that would be sick. That would be a sweet ending to the Super Bowl, man. I'm so I'm so excited for this Super Bowl. Like I can't even. Only only crime is that we cannot watch. I know, right? Oh my goodness! One day, one day. When, One day. when life gets back to normal, we will get together and we will watch a Super Bowl and we'll do, we'll Absolutely. maybe even do like a live podcast or something. It'll be a live, yeah, like a live, a live reaction. Yes. It'll, it'll be incredible. I can't wait. I do like, I have like one question, like your team, you've seen play in the Super Bowl multiple times. Is it almost more fun when your team's not playing in the Super Bowl or, or is it, okay, or is it just so, more fun when your team is in the Super Bowl? Um, it's it's crazy. What my the the Super Bowl I think that's been the most fun for me is is I I want to say is the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl when the the Eagles won because of the game was just so oh, good. Yeah. Um I will say there's not pressure so you don't have to sit there and just be freaking out like am I going to be depressed tomorrow? Yeah. Am I am I, I going to be excited? When a Super Bowl matchup is this good, I am almost more excited when my team's not in it. I know it sounds bad as a fan. But you can just enjoy the game um, as a whole instead yeah. of just rooting for one team. 
Um, but of course, I do love if my team makes it. You know, it's it's so much fun to watch. And if Mac Jones leads the Patriots to the Super Bowl, I will definitely be hyped. Yeah. But this game in general, Joe, like I've been like I've been so ready for this game. I think this matchup is going to be epic. Yes, one hundred percent. Though the reason I ask is because a few seasons ago, my Toronto Raptors were in the NBA Finals, and I remember like obviously they won, and it's like that's still my favorite sports moment of all time. Like yeah. I like I that's the only time one of my favorite sports teams have ever ever won anything. And I'm mostly a football guy, but I love basketball. Well, I don't really love basketball. I always say I I, lo- I love the Raptors. I don't love basketball. I don't love the NBA, but. So when they won, that was incredible. But I remember thinking during the finals, I was like, this is miserable. Like, I am miserable because yeah. it is just like, oh, man. And it's even worse in the NBA because there's multiple games. It's like, I have to go through multiple mm-hmm. nights like this. And, like, when the Raptors lost, I think, like, game five, and, like, they had a 3-1 lead, and they lost game five uh, just at the end. And I remember I could not sleep that whole night. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna blow a three-one lead. We're gonna be the jokes of the of the world." And I was just like, "Oh man!" I was almost like, "I hope my team never makes it to the to the finals again because it's almost like miserable." But you know, if yeah. they win, it it pays off. But uh, it'll be payoff regardless for us in this in this year's Super Bowl because it's gonna be a sick matchup. Really, really looking forward to it. This was a sick podcast. The Super Super Absolutely. Bowl extravaganza, Mike. We got a couple more episodes. We got one more after this, recapping hopefully an amazing Super Bowl. Uh, and then we're going to go on a little bit of a hiatus and, and just try to improve the podcast and try to improve ourselves. But it's been an incredible season. I hope it's going to be an incredible Absolutely. ending to the season, Mike. Thank you for... I, I, we won't say our goodbyes yet. We have one more podcast. No, do, we got yeah, one more episode, one, one more. Joe. Don't make me cry. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna do any crying yet. But super, super excited, Mike. I don't know if you have anything else you want to say to our listeners before we wrap things up. Joe, you know, normally I plug in a basketball <laughs> uh, score or a game, but I would just like to shout out Jordan Spieth. Oh yeah, uh, seen a lot of videos. I'm a big Jordan Spieth fan. I was gonna if ask you asked about me, this. He's actually. my favorite. Favorite golfer. Um, I watched Sunday all day, basically. And, you know, him coming down the stretch and he lost the tournament there on the final two holes. It broke my heart because, you know, he's fought so, like, his comeback is nuts. Like, he has fought so hard through an injury and through swing changes. And, you know, for him to be back where it seems like he's in a good spot. But what I'm talking about in particular is Jordan Spieth hanging off a 70 foot cliff, hitting a golf shot. Dude, like, I watched, I didn't see it live, but I watched a clip of it. I have never felt more anxious <laughs> in my entire life watching something. Because I, I, me as a golfer, I would not be hitting that shot. His caddy said, nope, we're not doing this. He told him three times we're not doing this. And Jordan Spieth just steps up there with, I think, balls of steel and says, I'm Jordan Spieth. <laughs> I'm hitting this shot. And he, he gets up and down for par. I mean, oh my goodness, Joe. Like. Just a shout out to Jordan Spieth. Yes, I was literally, I was going to ask you about that. I, I'm glad that you brought it up. That was insane. Jordan Spieth, unreal. I know you're a big golf guy, so I know you you were watching that. Uh, that is incredible. I, I wouldn't have hit that ball either. Heck no. No. no we're going home at that point. I'm not even finishing that round of golf. I'm, well, like he said, uh, he could have taken the ball, taken a drop, but he would have gotten a one-stroke penalty. And he was like, well, I can see the ball. I can stand you know, beside the ball, 
why would I take a drop? And I was just like, dude, I, I was a fan before. You were like my favorite yeah. golfer. Like, this just makes me love you that much more. Like, you were willing to literally die for that shot. What do you mean, why would I take a drop? You know why you should take yeah. a drop. That's You know why? But it's like, dude, now now everyone's talking about like, dude, yeah. the man's a legend. 100%. That was incredible. He's a, he's a stronger man than me. That's for darn sure. Uh, yeah. But you listeners are also, listen, you're stronger than we are as well because you made Absolutely. it through this entire podcast with us and you haven't said one thing the whole time you guys have been really quiet the whole time so absolutely thank love you it. guys for listening for mike and for jt behind the mic uh for myself make sure you guys uh subscribe to the podcast make sure you guys give us a five-star rating on spotify they do it on spotify now make sure you do it on apple podcast we really appreciate it we love putting in the work we love having you guys listen uh, every week, please share it with your friends. Don't be selfish. You know, if you like the podcast, you got to share it with your friends. Uh, but for yeah, all of us, uh, that, uh, here at the average Joe football show, we're so excited for the Super Bowl. Can't wait to talk about, uh, hopefully an incredible game, but until then we will catch you guys on the next one. 